0: guys! Welcome back to another episode of Adultish Advice. Today we are doing a solo episode with me, Marissa Began. The other half of our beautiful podcast, Julie Walgoss, is off this week, so I'm going to take the lead. We've both been running in some crazy circles in terms of our schedules and just trying to keep up with what this year is throwing at us. So in honor of that, I'm going to do a solo episode this week talking about a few things on my mind, fear, manifestation, and maybe a few things about what we can control and can't control considering much of this year has been a lot of things that we can't control. And for someone like me who has six month, 12 month, year plans. um, It's definitely caused me to learn much more about patience and plans and being ready for anything if you can even prepare for that. But with that being said, Julie and I will be back together next week and we'll do a couple episodes. So I'm excited to see her more and for us to get our banter back and forth. So with all that being said, welcome again, holy cow, I cannot believe we're already in July. Happy July 1st. And also it's the 4th of July this weekend. I feel like this year has just been the quickest year. And then at the same time, it's felt like we've lived seven years (laughs) since January. Well, since March, let's be honest. But Aside from that, we are halfway through the year, slowly making it through, and I hope everyone is doing as well as they can be considering everything that is going on. It really is a weird time emotionally, of course financially, economically, but I know a lot of people are just struggling to understand kind of the economic state we're in and just there's a lot of feelings and emotions going through. So I just wanted to give my advice, give my two cents, if you will, on maybe a few thoughts that I've been thinking and maybe you've been feeling the same way, or maybe it gives you a little more perspective. So jumping right in, I wanted to talk about a book I just recently read, which I mentioned in a previous episode a couple back, was Drug Addicts Live, or Great Leaders Live Like Drug Addicts, which is by Michael Brody Waite. And I talked about reading this book probably the quickest I've ever read any book. And it was really eye-opening for me for a lot of reasons. But especially hitting home with one of the conversations. I won't give too much away because it really is something um, actionable and that you pull away from. So I highly recommend it if if you're someone like me that highlights your books and likes to learn more about yourself. And all that eye-opening stuff. It really is helpful. But we talk a bit, or he, he talks a bit about what we can control and what we can't because a lot of the times our own setbacks and obstacles come primarily from ourselves. We fear other people's opinions. We think if we don't work enough or we don't answer that late night email that they don't think we're working hard enough that we won't get a promotion that they think we're slacking off when in reality most of the time It's way worse in our head than it ever is in reality. And you stressing over sending a reply at 10.30 at night and them getting a response is probably not going to be every time going, heck yeah, glad they responded. I really needed that. So being able to set boundaries for yourself and know mentally hey, I can control sending this email or I can control setting a work-life balance, if you will, or turning my phone on airplane mode from dinner on or whatever it may be for you, something that makes you feel comfortable, that's your decision. That is your action that you can take. And what you can't control is how they respond. And even if worst case scenario, they are someone that grossly cares about if you're responding to emails at midnight or 10 p.m., or you think that they're going to fire you because you didn't reply to an email late at night, then that's probably not the best place for you. (laughs) And I mean, just from the book, it was laying out all of these situations of what are you actually scared of? What can you control? And it's usually your action or your reaction or how you handle a situation. But then you cannot control their reaction and how they're going to respond. But when you lay out the worst case scenarios, usually it calms you down a bit more because you say, "If I don't respond to this email at ten, are they really going to fire me?" And more times than not, no, (laughs) it's not as bad as you probably think it will be. And I do this a lot. I have talked openly a lot about overcommitting, and that's been something that I've been trying to be much better with. But I always overcommit to so many things because I genuinely would love to do it all. I genuinely love so many things and have so many interests. But when it comes down to it, there are I'm only one person and there's only so many hours in a day and you really need, if you want to move move the needle, to make sure that your energy and your time is going in places that you really want it to go in and not spreading yourself too thin and not actually getting anywhere with any of it. So that's one thing that I found really helpful was laying out certain things like that, like what's holding me back or what am I actually afraid of. And another thing that I wanted to speak on just because I think a lot of people probably fear this and especially now more than ever is being your authentic self Um, and i think immediately i went to social media and how there's a lot of pressure and i work in digital marketing on it looking perfect or it being fine-tuned or edited properly or even in music we wait until the song is perfect or we wait till that video is perfect and in actuality sometimes we can be holding ourselves back by, and again, I do this, I'm speaking from personal experience. And if you probably looked on my socials right now, you would see a delay and a lag because sometimes we don't know what to say. And right now there's a different social climate and some people are being more cautious of that and on, on the forefront, pushing other things that aren't related to what's happening in our world right now and changing gears to focus on what is um, relevant and prominent in their opinions. So Just being able to outline what's authentic to you. And one note I liked about that in regards to social media, I asked the question. And again, there are um, prompting questions and different kind of exercises in this book. So that's what I'm pulling from. And I had to ask a question. And in regards to social media, my question to myself when thinking about posting is, is this something that Marissa would do or say. And I know that sounds silly because it should every time be something that Marissa would say or do, but I think about that a lot in terms of sometimes we put on different fronts, like the business Marissa or the the Marissa that has it all together or the Marissa that looks really thin in this one picture, but really quarantine has changed that a lot. So, being authentic to who you are in that moment and if you're having a crappy day or you're having or you're going through something and it makes sense for you to talk about it, then go ahead and do that. Don't be worried about what people say. Don't be worried about their reaction because we can't control that. We can only control if we live authentically as ourselves and how we um, engage with other people and in, uh, in our response to them. So um, moving to a next, the next kind of segment, if you will, I wanted to talk about manifestation because... This is something I never really um, did myself personally, but I had a couple friends and close roommates that believed heavily in the power of manifesting things that you want to happen, whether it be your future home, your future spouse, um, your career, money, whatever it may be. Having a child, trying to manifest, and I used to just think, to be honest, that it was just saying something or putting it on a sticky note in front of you, and that was gonna just make make it magically happen, but. And just a little bit of research that I've done and a few exercises I've done recently, I've found that it can be a lot deeper than that. And it's about connecting with something bigger than yourself. Um, It can be spiritual. It doesn't have to be for you. But just taking that time almost in a state of meditation is how I've felt it. But really focusing on very specific things and why you want that. And making sure it's something that's, again, authentic to you. So um, this one thing, well, I'll jump to another thing in a second, a different story, but I just thought it was interesting because, again, moving to the things we can and can't control, manifesting a happier place or better communication in the world between people, or maybe, again, it's it's more centered on you, and maybe it's about trying to stay financially afloat for your small business, so what are the financial amounts you need right now and how can you manifest that in the world. Um, It just, for me, I found it helpful because it almost gives me a sense of control back. Now, I'm sure it's not always going (laughs) to follow through, but there's something about like when you set goals, putting a hard specific um, want or need or to do out in the world that kind of like reels it in and helps you really get there. Um so anyways I just thought if that is something that you're feeling like you don't have control and um maybe you just want assistance and you're trying to get through this year like everyone I thought that uh might be worth mentioning and I've found it helpful in terms of realizing the the few things that I do want to start manifesting and this year shouldn't be a bust. I mean, we've we've jokingly talked about how awful this year has been and it has, but we have half of the year left and Maybe I'm naive and unoptimistic, but I want to try and believe that there's going to be so many more amazing things that can come out of this year, and if we've hit some really awful things already, and it wasn't even since January. It was since mainly end of February, March, so when you think of it that way, we've still got a long ways to go for the rest of this year, and I hope we can manifest more positivity and good energy, especially around around an election year, so I found it helpful, (coughs) excuse me, and the last thing I wanted to pivot to was accountability and fear. And so jumping into fear, I kind of talked a couple examples of that, but basically a lot of the times with what we can and can't control, our fear is holding us back more than anything else. We fear we're not good enough, smart enough. We don't look good enough. We aren't experienced enough. I know for me personally, I used to think I couldn't start a business because I was too young or inexperienced or when I started in my college career and interning, I I didn't like being short. I know that sounds super silly. And but I was like people are and I look young. I was always so afraid that I wasn't going to be taken seriously because I look young and I'm small. And now it's all about changing your mindset and looking at some of those things sometimes as your biggest advantage. I love now, <laughs> mentally, I've switched my perspective. I love that I'm short. I love that people might look at me as very young, as maybe inexperienced, and it almost gives me an edge because if I can come in and wow them and really do myself proud and show them that I have experience, that I do my background that I, or my background research, that I come prepared, that I care, then that's how you show people and push away all those other fears. But for a long time, it was easy for me to just be like, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm afraid. Or I'm not going to say anything in this meeting because if I get it wrong, I'll be embarrassed. Or they're going to let me go in my internship. Like, no, more times than not, our head in our head, it's way worse than we actually think it is. And being your true self and letting go of some of those fears of how people actually think or what you think they're going to think of you is just wasted energy. So anyways, that was the touch on fear. last thing I wanted to mention was accountability. Um, Again, these are just things that have been in my life prominent and I've just been trying to keep a positive state of mind as we go through all these different, um, you know, pivots and changes this year and everything. So one thing I wanted to change I'm sure like many people is my health and my fitness level and of course in the beginning of quarantine and I talked about this in a previous episode um it was rough and I'm not the only one I and I probably am luckier than most with how things maybe have turned out so um again this is just my experience but it was not emotionally great and financially great in the beginning of quarantine like again many but um it was tough and it's, you don't want to talk to anyone. You don't know what's going to happen. Everyone's nervous. Everyone's scared. Um, I am, I'm an emotional eater. (laughs) And so that doesn't help when you have all your emotions pushed to the forefront. And when you are sad or scared or frustrated, you also don't want to work out. So it was a perfect storm of all these things. Like everyone jokes about the quarantine weight we've put on. I definitely, um, just didn't feel good emotionally and definitely wasn't, putting effort into my health in the ways that I would like to because I also know that when I do I feel incredible and I feel like I can take on the world and I feel empowered and inspired so um one of the things I wanted to do was I had done different um, programs before. I just used Beachbody, like, online home workouts. And I've been using that for a while, so it wasn't a huge transition to, you know, have been a gym member or something and then having to do home workouts. I have weights at home. I have, you know, space to do it. So <laughs> there was no excuse. And so... um I decided I wanted to do a program and I've done many and just sometimes don't ever finish or sometimes lo- like, you know, it's a five day a week or six day a week. And if I miss a day or two, then I think I failed. And then I say, do I start over? Do I just give up again? Just not. Those are not how you do it. <laughs> but I had um, a good friend, Rachel, who I actually have interviewed on Um, for my wrist entertainment, my marketing business, we do a a weekly live, which I think I've mentioned before called weekly bits with wrist. And every Friday we go live on our Instagram and I've had Rachel Albo. Um, she's a fitness coach and, and wellness coach, and she does challenges basically, um, six weeks or eight weeks. And this was, could not have come at a more perfect time. And I think we're on week three of eight. And even after the first week, I cannot tell you the difference it made. These are, a lot of these things are things that I've known my whole life, or well, not my whole life, but let's say in the last couple of years, um, I had gotten into nutrition very heavily and what to look for and how to read labels and what I should eat and shouldn't eat. And I had gotten into drinking a lot of water and I had gotten into maybe supplements that work for me or, or meals and how much and what portions. These are things that I knew it wasn't like a lot of new information right away. But it was the sheer fact that we have an app that we track our daily workouts and um, a healthy meal. And it's also the combination of it's a Facebook group. There's other men and women in this group. So we're engaging every day. We're talking about things we're grateful for. We're talking about things we're struggling with. We're talking about things we've overcome. And you start to realize that, of course, I'm sure there are a lot of people who find all the education and the workouts and the meal plans even more helpful. But again, I had been using Beachbody for a while, so it wasn't this wasn't new to me, but it was the fact that I had someone else keeping me accountable. And again, this is not new information. I'm sure we all know, oh yeah, if you work out with buddies or if you talk to your friends on what your goals are, you're more likely to succeed. But it seriously is true. And for me... I'm, of course, nowhere in three weeks near where I would like to be with my health, but mentally I feel incredible and I feel inspired. And another part of this is not just nutrition and not just workouts, but it is also personal development. So I love that she does this in her group because I've noticed a direct connection to the times in my life when I am listening to podcasts, reading books, reading articles, um going on walks, whatever it may be, meditating, whatever it may be, journaling, those times in my life that I am doing those things versus the times that I'm not, there is a massive, massive difference in my execution, my work, how I view myself, how I feel. And so, and I'm just constantly inspired. So, um, I also wanted to relate that to the personal development is something that I've like done off and on a a long time for the last maybe five or six years. And I wanted to bring this up again because I go through phases and for the first time I feel like I want to stick with this routine, i.e. like doing, listening to podcasts. I do that every day of the week if I can. And if I miss a day, I miss a day. But I try and do that every day. I try and journal every single day. Um, I try and meditate every single weekday. I leave the weekends a little more free. And then if I miss one during the week, it gives me some time if I want to do it but I've noticed that I want this to be my routine for a long time not because I need all this information not that I not because I need to read another book about how to set goals or how to know myself or listen to another podcast on block times and all these things that I genuinely like but I, I know a lot of the information or I've heard it in other ways but it's also the sheer fact that it just again reminds you in that time of life of something you're interested in. So for example, I'm going to relate it back to the Great Leaders Live Like Drug Addicts, Michael Brody Waite's book, because he talked about how he was, I think it was 16 years sober still. And he was like, I still go to meetings almost every single night. And his wife, his, when, he, when he met her, she was like, why are you still going? You're, you've been sober for so long. And he said, I go. I will always be a drug addict. And I, I don't, I go because I need it always and and i I want to have it always and um i'm again I'm paraphrasing probably not doing it justice, but essentially, I took from that um i've I've not been a drug addict and so I was relating it, and he relates so much of the book to business, and I was relating to you know it's not. I don't need to listen to a podcast or journal every single day, but I need to be doing it the majority of the time because hearing someone's story, i.e. if he goes to a meeting, if he hears someone's story, it might relate to something that he needs to do in his life. Or, you know, there's new stresses just because he overcame being... Um, sober early on doesn't mean that when he had his first child, it, he didn't have hard times to think about it. Or when he got married, there weren't financial stresses or marital stresses. And he talks about this too. It's like, we're always going to have stress in our lives. We're always going to have obstacles and things to overcome and to have positive reinforcement, to have things that constantly inspire you is, is why we need it all the time. And the last thing I'll end on because um, having positive people in positive things in your life all the time is what I want to end it on because last episode we did talk about friendships and how important they are and I just want to reiterate and you are completely who you surround yourself with and especially those top people. So if you are finding people who you do want to get healthy and none of them are healthy or or they're not positive about it or if they're not supporting that you want to get healthy or maybe you want to venture off into a different type of industry or business, if you don't have people around you who are in support and or in the same field, interest, something, then try to find a couple. I'm not saying just get rid of all your friends and family, but try and find people who genuinely want the same things as you or who genuinely know how much you want something or if you want to try something new. You need people who are only there to give you positive support and the truth. I mean, obviously, you can't always have 100% positive energy from every person in every relationship, but you should have people who the majority of your life are are bringing you up and pushing you to be a better person because, again, if you ha- constantly have positive people around you and you constantly um develop yourself personally whether it's books hiking painting sculpting anything that interests you running then you're going to constantly feel inspired and better and your emotional state plays such such a big role into your career and into your overall physical health as well so again these are just my opinions my experience with some of this um i've found it really helpful in the last few months just considering the state that we're in and having a little bit of inspiration a little bit of positive energy whether it be through a book podcast friends um it does really help and I just want to wish everyone the best and um I have love for everyone and I know that this is a trying year for so many people so stick it out be as positive as you can if you ever want support prayers love anything from Julie or I you know where to reach us Podcast at gmail.com if there's ever questions you have or topics you want us to cover please email us find us at Adultish Podcast on any of the social platforms and we are here And we are going to get through this year together. (laughs) Let's have a much better second half. And Julie and I will see you next week for another episode.